Charlotte. It's Shelby. It's Riley. And, and it's, it's time, time to smut up and listen. Just a reminder for today's episode and all future episodes, our opinions are subjective. We don't advocate for kink shaming or author shaming. This is all in good smutty fun. Enjoy. Today's episode trigger warnings are explicit sexual content. And this month is the fourth installment of our Riley Reads bonus segment. This month we decided to make Riley Read Craving the Alien Vampire by Ro Singh. Mm -hmm. I'm excited. I know. uh, She's been posting a bunch of reels on Instagram about it and I'm like, oh. I know. It looks good. It's spicy. How many stars did you give it on Goodreads? I gave it three. Okay. You're not like a monster alien girly though. No, that's not. I'm more of like a contemporary smut gal, you know? Maybe throw in some cows. I I don't know. (laughs) Contemporary (laughs) slash bovine. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So I read it twice, actually. The first time I I honestly wasn't really feeling it as Mm -hmm. much as I thought I would. Like it was still really good but not as much as I thought it would. I read it through a second time, and I actually think I liked it more reading it through the second time. Okay. I don't know why, but... Maybe it's just like you're not in the mood for it the first time because I feel like that happens sometimes. That's true. Yeah. That's true. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So we are going to begin in one of our main characters' POVs, Maya. Fuck you. I spat at my captors. The insect-like aliens were attempting to drag an unconscious female alien out of our cage, which I was like, okay, barbarian alien. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Leave her alone. She can't even stand up. I squared my shoulders and faced the two insect men. Despite my hunger and fatigue, the shorter one sparked his cattle prod thing, emitting an irritating buzz. I flinched, remembering the pain from the shock when I was first thrown into this prison two weeks ago. She's a feisty one, the trigger-happy insect man commented to the tall one. He grinned, or what appeared to be a grin, with his mandibles. She'll fetch a decent price at the auction. Ignoring me, they moved to grab the other female alien again. I stepped between the pair, stopping them. Mandibles? That's mine and Charlotte's new favorite word right now. Is it? I love a mandible. A mandible. <laughs> Look at him in his sexy mandibles clicking. The episode that's coming out after this one is ensnared. Oh, that's right. The spider one. Mm-hmm. The spider alien. Is there lots of yeah <laughs> so i'm just like they sound kind of hot you had me at insect <laughs> get over here you little bug <laughs> the tall insect man tells her to move and she tells him no and she demands more food and water which they haven't gotten any is she dead yeah um this is from the grave <laughs> <laughs> they are all like very malnourished later in the book she says how they gave her like this gum like mush but it was like the texture of chewed gum gross yeah so i mean she had (laughs) something but she wanted like the real shit that's fair but she then mentions how they haven't had anything to eat or drink in days and that none of the other women will talk to her or stand up for themselves so she feels like she has to be the one to at least try then one of the aliens backhands her so hard it throws her against the wall her head hitting the wall and now it's like gushing blood from the back of her head but she still tries to be like no i'm fine the insect man loomed over her and he says you don't make demands female and then he kicks her in the gut a few times before one of the other aliens tells him to stop and not and she stares the alien down and he stares back at her his beady black venomous eyes reciprocated my stare you have no power remember that we'll be back for you he doesn't sound very nice 
One day I was on Earth with my boyfriend Samuel at his family cottage. The next, I was abducted by these insect men and thrown into a cell. I would do anything to be back at the lake, staring at the sunset instead of metal bars. Poor girl. She's just having a hard time. She asks one of the other females that's clearly not doing well if she's alright, and then that female lets out a pained moan, and then the other female in there with her says, no, she's not doing okay. Her species requires sunlight to survive. And then this is where we learn that she's the only human captive. The rest are aliens. And they're all of, like, different species. The one talking to her, she had blue skin with tentacles growing from her head like Medusa. I was shocked. It was the first time any other female had spoken to me. From snippets of conversation I'd gathered, they didn't recognize my species, so they were wary of me. There's nothing you can do for her, Medusa sighed. She spoke to me again. I pulled myself up to sit against the wall. Do you know what he meant about an auction? I asked. Hope bubbled up in my chest. Maybe she would give me some answers. She eyed me and scoffed. You know what he meant. And she's like, no, I didn't. I don't. That's why I'm asking. And she says, before I was abducted, I didn't know there was life beyond my planet. All I know is that I'm really far from home. And then Medusa asks her and she's like, you're not a part of the intergalactic alliance? Clearly not, bitch. Like, why would you even ask her that? Plebeian. (laughs) Medusa tells her, they're being auctioned to the highest bidder. We're all sold or stolen. Some males want to fuck you. Some want to claim you. Some want to eat you. Medusa then goes on to tell her that some species may want to drink your blood and she's going on and on but Maya zones out because she's literally freaking out and Maya says there's so there's basically nothing I can do and Medusa says well you can try and escape once you have your new owner but you will more than likely be caught because Medusa was also sold she escaped and then she was caught again so she's like "Mm, probably don't she knows yeah she's like I've tried and she can hear the clicking of mandibles getting closer so she forces herself to her feet gritting her teeth through the pain without comment the aliens grabbed her and throw her in a room with two older aliens. In a blur, I was hosed down, redressed, and beautified into whatever aliens found more appealing. They didn't treat any of my wounds, but instead covered them up with makeup and who knows what. Alien shit. I stayed silent through it all, disconnected from my body. Shortly after my makeover, the two insect men came back and pulled me down a hallway. The auctioneer's voice rang out through the hall and seemed to reverberate against the ache in my head. Oh no. Oh my god. Without warning, she was pushed onto the stage bright lights shining in her face she glanced down at her body and she sees she was dressed in a tiny little bikini (laughs) i know the crowd was filled with alien men the bidding starts at ten thousand credits and within minutes she's already up to a hundred thousand damn they want her bad really yeah the auctioneer says that she is an exotic female from the far reaches of the galaxy one of a kind she was scanning the crowd to see her potential owner but she kept coming back to this one alien His presence was magnetic, but he wasn't bidding for her. Not even once. (gasps) Rude. A slug-like alien continued upping the ante, offering more for me every other bid. A group of females surrounded him, collared and scantily clad. My price went up to 500,000. The slug-like male raised his hand. One million credits. (gasps) I'm assuming that's a lot. Yes. But then one singular hand lifted in the crowd. It was gray with razor sharp claws, his crimson eyes meeting hers. And with a seductive smirk on his blood red lips, he says, five million credits. <gasps> Rich boy. I'm so glad she didn't go to the slug like mail. This would be a whole new book. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'd still read it. I'd be scared. <laughs> I would read it, but I'd be scared. <laughs> and now we're in Torin's POV. This is our other Ooh. POV. So we have two. It'll be Maya and Torin. Torin and Killian are walking through the auction house. Killian is trying to discuss their mission and Torin tells him to zip it. We couldn't just discuss our mission to help the captain find information on his missing brother. Draug, out loud. Killian knew that. Cap was too recognizable to come here, so he asked me, a ghost, and Killian has never done anything to attract attention, so he was a fresh face that wouldn't be flagged. What's gonna happen? <gasps> oh, no. Torin orders two strong drinks from the Wefren waitress. I think that's like a species there. Okay. It doesn't really go into depth. It just like gives you these names. So that's what I think it is. Okay. And she hands him two tumblers of glowing green liquid. Torn downs his and hands the other one to Killian. They go sit in the back 
back of the auction house, that way not to draw any attention towards themselves, and Killian asks Torin how will they know who to bid on, and Torin tells him that they got some intel that there's an exotic one, whatever that means, he doesn't know. Because he doesn't come to places like this, he says it's for like the scum of the galaxy. He's not wrong. And then Torin says once they bid on the exotic one, she will be able to tell him where Draug is and like lead him to the gang that stole him. The last female stumbled into the spotlight. I could only make out the barest details from so far a distance, so I pulled up her profile on my holo. I think it's his phone. Oh, like holographic? It's probably hollow. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah, like a cute little, like he pushes a button and it's like her in a little holographic form. That would make the most sense. But I said, hello. (laughs) Hello. On my hello. (laughs) I zoomed in, memorizing every detail from her warm brown skin to her long dark hair tied in a braid with red ribbon. She was like no being I'd ever seen. Perhaps she was the Rodinians, another species. But without wings, fangs, or claws, she was soft and defenseless. Torin was feeling her. As soon as she got on stage, he was like, she's hot. Like that bikini. I like it. (laughs) He's like, man, I am now the scum of the guy. (laughs) She tested his restraint. He wanted to sink his fangs into her neck and drink her sweet, sweet blood. But he continues to tell himself he just needs synthetic blood, not the real thing. So at this point, I mean, I think we can kind of gather that he is an alien of some sort. Perhaps an alien vampire? The auctioneer then starts the bidding and Torin knows this is her. It's Maya. It's the exotic one. Of course, Anwer, a slimy drug lord, was bidding for her. He always had to have the best for his collection. Her price skyrocketed as expected. Anwar heaved his lump of a hand up, signaling his bid, one million credits. But that didn't faze me. I knew what I had to do. I raised a hand and ignored everyone, focusing on her. Focusing on her strength, her grace, her fire. I wouldn't let anyone else touch her. She was mine. I craved her blood, her essence, and her surrender to me. Five million credits. I couldn't help smirking. The auctioneer is like absolutely fucking stoked because they've never gotten a bid that high. He calls last call and then he says, sold to the cinder male. And Maya is now Torrens. Cinder, I think, is his breed. Breed? Species. Okay. Okay. His breed. And then Torin tells Killian, I gotta go find my woman. We're back in Maya's POV. The big alien male who won the bid stalked into my room. He towered over me, at least a foot taller than my five foot eight frame. I drank him in like the water I was denied, from his gray skin to his red tattoos to his ivory fangs. He wore low-slung leather pants with an open vest, showcasing his bare chest, and weapons draped across his back. His hair hung past his shoulders, silky white. She is a tall girl. Yeah, she is That is a five-foot-eight bitch right there. (laughs) Good for her. We love a tall bitch. He backs her into a wall and asks her, why is she bleeding as he scans her body? And you're bruised. Who did this to you? Tell me who did this to you. Who did this to you? Who? I knew you guys are going to love it. I do love that. I knew it. And she said, Why do you care? All you want me for is my blood. That's why you bought me, isn't it? This guy seemed like a vampire with his sharp fangs and scarlet eyes. He must have been the blood drinker species Medusa had told me about. Believe me, I want much more than your blood. His tone went gravelly. I want to possess every inch of you. My head spun. Why? I breathed out. Don't you feel what's between us? His expression was serious as his eyes locked on me. My boner. (laughs) Don't you feel my rock hard dick? But also, when I first read this, I was like, you just met. That's how I was like, excuse me? But she whispers, yes. And without hesitation, kisses him. What? What? I know. I know. He froze with shock for a second, but then fiercely kissed her back. He lifted her up by her ass, and she then wraps her legs around him, his hard cock grinding against her core. That went zero to 100. I know. With no warning. I have whiplash. (laughs) You taste so sweet, like the forbidden fruit I crave, he all but growled. I shivered at the desire in his voice. Instead of sinking his fangs into my neck, he kissed the tender skin as his leather-covered cock stroked my clit until I was quivering. He adjusted until he hit the spot that made my body hum, all sensitive and wet. I can hear your heart racing, begging for me to take 
take you over the edge, he said, voice low and seductive. Good on him for knowing where the clit is, though, because... Honestly. Yeah. Because all the other books were like, what's this button? I know. And he knew immediately. He grips her ass tighter as he holds her against the wall, thrusting his hips into her. They're just dry humping. She comes just from them dry humping. But I mean, I guess you could. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. sure. Why not? But so did he. (laughs) He in his pants. (laughs) These little leather pants. That's uncomfortable. And then he says, I've never come in my pants before, but there's a first time for everything. (laughs) He's not embarrassed. Yeah. No, he's like, (laughs) look at me. Oopsie. (laughs) He then introduces himself and says, I'm Torin. How do you prefer to be addressed? And she asks, why? And he's like, can you ever just give me an answer? And says, you know what name to call out when I make you come. I deserve the same (gasps) courtesy. And she is blushing and tells him Maya. And then he asks her, do you want more? And she says, yes, please. (laughs) Yes, please. Oh, okay. Torn ripped away my strappy bikini, the fabric tearing. I was already wet and slippery and happily welcomed the blunt pressure of his finger against my slit. I lost my breath as I adjusted to a singular long, thick digit. Torn proceeded to pump two fingers into my cunt. A third finger followed, filling and stretching me in an achingly incredible way. I moaned his name over and over as his hand fucked me. They've known each other for 30 seconds. I know. And he's just shoving three fingers right up in there. One finger for every 10 seconds I've known you. (laughs) (laughs) He rubs circles on her clit and she comes again. Mid-orgasm, he bites her neck and she is hella soaked. Oh, hella soaked. She's now a boneless puddle laying on him and Torin laps at the bite on her neck because he bit her neck, but not hard, just a little nibble. He didn't do a real bite yet. He also takes the red ribbon out of her hair that was holding her hair up in a ponytail and keeps it. That was like her one possession in the world. (laughs) It's like... (laughs) And then he says... As they're sitting there, he looks to her and he says, now tell me who did this to you. And she says, one of my captors, a short insect looking male. They tried to drag this lady out of the cage for an auction, but she was so weak that she couldn't stand. I told them to fuck off. They didn't like that. Torin pulled away, redressing and strapping his weapons back on. I grabbed a random pair of pants from the room and tugged them on. Where are you going? I asked Wary to kill the male that touched you. I'll start by cutting off his hands. Come with me. Oh. I know. We love a man that defends his woman. She follows him out the door and stops because she sees what she calls a demon. He had motherfucking horns sprouting out of his skull. Whereas Torin had slate skin with red tattoos, this demon man had crimson skin with obsidian tattoos. And like Torin, he only wore leather pants and no shirt. The demon greeted her and she squeaks out a high while kind of hiding behind Torin. She holds out her hand and says, I'm Maya. What's your name? And he says, Killian. Oh, his friend. Yeah. But doesn't shake her hand. And she's like, do you guys not shake hands? And Killian is like, no, we don't. He's like, get your nasty fucking paws away from me. I know. (laughs) And he's like, we just like nod. That's how we greet each other. I like that. She's like, well, you can shake my hand. So he shakes her hand. And then Torin is like, um... (laughs) I didn't get a handshake. Why? (laughs) He got more than a handshake. And Maya's like, "Um, we were already touching when I introduced myself. Or do you not remember? And Torin says, how can I forget? Mind you, Killian is right there and tells Torin, you you better have a plan. You look like you're getting into some shit. Torin tells Killian to make sure no one touches her and Killian gives him his word. They then walk down the corridor with Maya struggling to keep up with them. And then Killian stopped. He's in here. I found the layout while you guys were doing whatever you were doing. Give me a second. We'll be in. He knelt next to the control pad by the door and pulled out a gadget that made the door whoosh open. Torin stormed into the room. He stalked forward, cornering the lone insect man. It was the short, trigger-happy alien from earlier who slapped and kicked me. The insect man stumbled back, eyes wide and mandibles clicking. (gasps) Torin asks the insect man where Draug is and that he knows they captured him. The wolf man, the insect man laughed, a high and deranged sound. You'll never find him. I won't need to find him because you're going to tell me exactly where he is. And then Torin grabs him by the neck and shoves him against the wall. Torin asked if he feels more talkative now that he's choking him and holding him against the wall. And the insect man says yes and tells him that he's on the gladiatorial circuit. The insect man gasped, mandibles gaping like a fish out of water. The wolf skilled at it too, the bastard. Makes my father a lot of money. He was a sound investment. He is a person, Torin gritted out. Where is 
is he? I told you, he's on the gladiatorial circuit. He shrugged, mandibles clicking. Location changes every week. Well, maybe not every week. They change it up to stay away from people like you. Torin then turns to face Maya and asks her if he is the one that hurt her. And before Maya could answer, the insect man says, Who? Your bitch? Yeah, I touched her. Should have had a taste, too. And then the next thing <gasps> Maya sees is the insect man's head rolling on the floor, blood spurting, inky, sludgy blood oozed from the stump of his neck. Maya is, like, scared of Torin now, though, because of this. She's thinking that he's violent and too dangerous for her. He could hurt her and betray her just like Samuel had. And all she wants is to go home. Samuel betrayed her? We're gonna learn. <gasps> We're gonna learn. What he did to her. All she wanted to do was go back home to him and he's a little bitch, huh? This is his fault. You'll see. You'll see. And then Killian says, which I hated this, but he says, we've got company, boss. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, okay, girl. The doors blasted open and a group of insect men came in, led by the tall insect man from earlier and an older, hunched and decrepit looking one. Brother! (laughs) The tall one cried, running over to the headless body. And the older insect man made a tisking noise you bought the female you owned her she was your property yet now you murdered my son making the auction deal null and void hand her over <gasps> then Torin said she's not my property she's my wife what since when sir since when he put his fingers in her so I mean, maybe that was their wedding ritual we're now in Torin's pov ducor who is the older alien says your wife and then ducor's oldest son jumps up and says you bitch you did this somehow. <laughs> and Torn tells him to watch how he speaks to Maya or it'll be the last thing he does. Dukix, who is Ducor's oldest son, Dukix okay. is yelling and telling his father he can't let them get away with this. And Ducor tells him to leave it be. He tells Dukix that Cinder Man only mate once in their life and only take one wife and that Torin has rights to her now. Dukits reluctantly steps aside and Maya, Torin, and Killian walk past. I'll see you soon, Torin Carver, Ducor hissed, and Torin ignores him. But Torin is confused on how Ducor knows his full name because he shouldn't. Yeah. That's a human-ass name. That is. Torin Carver. Torin Carver. Also, Killian. Yeah. Maya is asking him a shit ton of questions, and rightfully so, like as they're walking to get on the ship. She's kind of causing a scene, and Torin's getting like super stressed because he's like, We need to be discreet, and you're being a loud bitch. And he tells her to come onto the ship and join him and Killian. And she tells him no, that she can't trust him anymore. In his head, he's like, I agree with this. Like, it makes him feel bad. But he's he's like, how can you trust me? Like, I just killed someone and you have, I just bought you from an auction. Makes sense. He tells her to come onto the ship and that she's hurt and needs food. He'll answer her questions after she eats. She follows behind him and they head back to his room and he rummages through the med kit. You'll need a more in-depth scan later, but I only have this handheld scanner. I held it up to her. May I scan you? I request. Don't think about her scent, Torin, or the blood coursing through her veins. She shrunk back. Is it going to hurt? What? No, I spluttered. Had she never had a scan before, then it hit me. I forget that you're not a part of the Intergalactic Alliance. This isn't normal for you. My apologies. She agrees to let him scan her, and she tells him she didn't know aliens existed until she was abducted, and like, obviously. But Torin is like, you guys really believed you were the only sentient beings in the universe. No, I don't believe that. There's something else. Something. There's something out there. And hopefully they're hot. But she's like, yeah, I did. And then she asks him what the scanner says. The scanner says that she's dehydrated and malnourished. He puts a numda badge on the cuts on her head and the bruising on her abdomen. He begins to disinfect her wounds and tells her the numda badge speeds the healing process. He's still so angry that someone could have ever hurt her and she can see he's getting upset. She tells him it's really not as bad as it looks and she has three older brothers and she's used to roughhousing. And he like doesn't understand this. So he's like, you let your brothers hurt you? Your brothers, your family, they hurt you? And she's like, no, you're not. You're not understanding. And she's getting annoyed that like he's not understanding it. And then a gurgling noise pricked my ears. I narrowed my gaze on her. What was that? Did it come from her stomach? Does she have a parasite? So she's hungry. (laughs) And he whips her up something in the fabricator. It's this thing they can use to make food or different items. Um, Like they can make clothing or they can literally make anything in it that's pretty cool that's how they get their food and like everything he makes her a 
Vobu sirloin with smashed breha and steamed truffle. And when he brings it to her, she says, steak, mashed potatoes, and asparagus. I could kiss you right now. And he says, what is that? What do you mean? And then he's getting all horned up hearing her moan while she eats. Because she hasn't ate in a long time. So she's like, yeah, this is really good. Oh, yeah. And especially if it's like a steak and mashed potatoes and asparagus. Hell, yeah. And then Maya asks Torn a bunch of like stereotypical questions about vampires, like all the myths about them that they have on Earth. Like, does he turn into a bat? He doesn't even know what a bat is. (laughs) (laughs) She asks if he can't have garlic and things like that. Do you sparkle in the sun? (laughs) (laughs) And he denies all of them. She asks him if he's hungry, and he is, but he's hesitant to drink blood in front of her because he doesn't want to scare her away. And how he drinks blood, it's like synthetic blood that the fabricator makes for him. That makes sense. Like true blood. Yeah, but she tells him to go for it. And he gets a bag of blood from the fabricator and bites down on it. This turns her on and he can smell it. He can smell her horniness. She notices this and gets like embarrassed about it and is like, oh my God, can you smell me? And he's like, yes, I can. And then she asks him, could all those other people smell us after you finger banged me earlier? And he's like, yep. (laughs) How embarrassing. Honestly. She starts to get really red because she's embarrassed and then Torin freaks out and he's like, are you dying? Are you ill? Why is your color changing? What is going on? And then she has to explain to him that that's just what happens when you blush or get embarrassed. She says, now that they're both fed, it's time that he answer her questions and he says Draug is my captain's brother we believe the same males that took you took him I was at the auction to gather intel by bidding on you that gave me access to Ducor I killed that male because he touched you and I told them you were my wife to get you out of there it was the only valid claim on you I could make and then she asked him so you can only take one wife that's what he said right correct but you only need to stay with me long enough for Ducor and Dukix to forget about you until you're safe you do that for me you'd give up a chance at having a real wife she peered up at me eyes round and he says of course i would (gasps) oh crazy but cute torn then excuses himself and goes to the bathroom he's feeling all sorts of things for maya and is conflicted then he hears maya call out his name and says who are these people maya does now we're back in maya's pov she's thinking about how torn just said he would give up his one chance at love or a wife just for her safety and then the door flies open and two aliens stroll in the male with golden eyes spoke first his tone was subdued and soft like he was calming a spooked animal be calm female we mean you no harm that's something someone who meant me harm said i darted a glance over to the door torn had gone into torn i called my voice shrill who are these people Torn bursts out of the bathroom and he sees who it is and he relaxes. He tells Maya they are a part of his crew. It's his Captain Drax and a cyborg Lorian. They discuss the marriage and say they have to make it official. And so all they have to do to make it official is sign an electronic form on a tablet. And so they do. I thought they were going to have to fuck. Me too. Don't. Boo. Your marriage is now official in the intergalactic database. You're now a citizen of the intergalactic alliance and all the protections that affords you, including protection from being sold at auction. Lorian set down the device. Congratulations. Killian came up and slugged his arms over our shoulders. Congrats to the happy couple. <laughs> Maya asks him, so do we need to consummate the marriage? In front of everyone. Hopefully. Yeah, right? All the others on the ship heard and they all dispersed. Because it's awkward. They're like, okay. <laughs> and so Maya asks Torn again, and he tells her, no, they don't have to. Boo. I know. <laughs> Boo. A mixture of boo. Disappointment <laughs> and happiness swirled in me. Maybe I kind of wanted an excuse to jump Torin's bones. He was one fine specimen of a man or alien, but he was dangerous. I couldn't forget that. He killed a person without hesitation. A little voice on my shoulder piped up saying, he did kill him for you, but I ignored it. I was so gullible with Samuel. I believed whatever anyone told me. I couldn't be so naive. Even though my gut said to trust Torin, I couldn't rely on my instincts. I had to use my brain. But she also thinks, like, a little pleasure won't hurt either, and asks, but what if she wants to have sex with him? 
and asks, does he want to have sex with her? And he's like, yeah, I do. Yes, I do. Obviously. (laughs) Obviously. But he's hesitant because he feels bad. He feels like he's dangerous. He feels like he's doomed her. And she tells him, no, you saved me. She asks him if she can kiss him. And he tells her she can do whatever she wants to him. She tucks a stray strand of his hair behind his ear and gets on her tiptoes and kisses him. He pulls her close to him and lifts her onto a disc. Onto a desk. Onto a desk. His lips parted, inviting me in. I took the invite and eagerly slipped my tongue in, teasing every corner as he stayed still, mindful of his dangerous fangs. Torin's tongue flicked mine, and I couldn't help but imagine it flicking somewhere else, somewhere wet and warm <laughs> and currently empty. Uh. Uh. <laughs> Torn panted along with me, desire burning in his eyes. What is this mouth mating called? Mouth mating, I repeated, openly blinking at him. Like when our mouths touch, I clarified. Yes, he nodded. Humans call it kissing. I played with the locks at the base of his neck, still intertwined with them. Kissing. <laughs> he tested out the word, rolling it around on his tongue. I like this kissing. <laughs> I like this kissing. <laughs> I know, he's so cute. Kissing. <laughs> Maya says, I like it too, husband. And she likes how it sounds coming out of her mouth. Because they're married now. Why? They're literally, I know. Why, Maya? <laughs> but for some reason, this makes Torin stop abruptly. And he asks if she's hungry. And then asks if she wants dessert. So he just stops. She's hungry for dick. <laughs> yeah. And Maya says, sure. Feeling whiplash from the sudden subject change. Torin presses some buttons on the fabricator. And it makes her this pink translucent lump. She says it tastes like a mixture of dark milk and white chocolate, and that it is yummy. She holds out the other half to Torin and asks if he wants some, and he says, I'd rather taste you for dessert, caging her to the desk. (gasps) He is. They're all so back and forth. I know. (laughs) Torin pushes everything off the table and puts her on it and asks if he can taste her. Fuck, I wanted his mouth on me. I wanted anything, everything from Torin, but I bit down on my lip, hesitant. I lowered my head. Samuel's words replayed in my head. It takes too long. I don't have all night here. Let's move on. We'll both be happier. He sensed my shift in mood. What is it, Maya? He asked, voice gravelly and rough. Look at me. His fingers tilted my chin up and his voice softened. I meant what I said. We don't need to do anything at all. I understand. Our marriage can merely be in name only. I shook my head. No, no, it's not that. My boyfriend ex-boyfriend told me it took too long not that he ever made me come it was too time consuming i get it if you want to move on to the main event he's already made her come twice i know and samuel boo on you yeah it seems like it's pretty easy with her honestly and torrin says this is the main event and any male who didn't want to taste you was an idiot and he asks do you want my mouth on you and she says yes please torrin she lifts her ass up that way he can rip off her pants And they're making out and things are getting hot and heavy. More kissing. More kissing. Torin dragged his mouth to my ear. If we don't stop, I'm going to take you right here on the desk. That sounded like the perfect idea. My cunt was begging to be filled. I rubbed myself up his leather-covered cock, letting out a needy moan. I was undone by him. Fuck, Torin bit out. Is that what you want? You want me to fuck you on Cap's desk? Oh yes, God, please, Torin, I begged. His voice, his touch, his presence set me aflame. I squirmed forward to the edge of the table, needing more. He knelt in front of me and pulled my legs apart. I was drenched for him. Is this all for me, he asked, tone low and barely controlled. Is this all for me? Some of it. Torin tells her he doesn't know how anyone could deny this. Her puss. <laughs> <laughs> And that her scent is straight out of his fucking dreams. A high needy moan pulled from my mouth as his lips found my cunt. I held tighter to the table as he devoured me, licking and sucking. I was gushing for him and he didn't let a drop go to waste. (laughs) Gushing. She's gushing. Gushing. His grip on my thighs tightened and I relished in the feel of his hands, his tongue. I watched as he feasted on me, desire climbing. He followed my moans to find the pearl at the top of my slit. Ew. Ew. I know. (laughs) He stopped teasing and directly circled my clit with the flat of his tongue. I clenched my thighs around his head, drowning in bliss. He sucked and circled as I coiled tighter and tighter. Pearl? Pearl? Pearl. That's a new one. That is a new one. don't like that. (laughs) She comes, but she still wants more. She wants that alien vampire dick. 
She tells him, I want your cock in me. He grabs her and takes her to the bedroom and puts her on the mattress. She crawls across the bed to where he's standing and scratches her nails down his chest. <laughs> That's a weird thing. Ow. To <laughs> <laughs> she just crawls and is like, <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> Little minxy. <laughs> Little minxy girl. He smelled like all the things I held dear. The cinnamon in my morning tea, the rosewood of my guitar, the pages of old books on my shelves, the spicy, satisfying aroma that was all Torin. Home. I craved to wrap myself around Torin and let his scent envelop me while he fucked me home. <laughs> Fuck me home, Torin. Fuck me home. <laughs> Maya takes off her top and Torin cups her breasts and tongues her nipples. Oh. You're a tad overdressed, I said, sending his leather pants a pointed look. His hands didn't move from my breasts. His red eyes flashed to mine. Take what you want. I tugged down his leather pants, freeing his hard dick. My eyes widened. He was thick and long. His dick had to be at least eight inches, gray with crimson veins similar to his red tattoos. Was it ribbed? And his cock had another part to it that was hooked at the base. What was that for? <gasps> his spur. Oh. She wraps her fingers around his dick and she notes that her fingers don't even touch all the way around it. Oh my god, that's a thick boy. It's a little fatty. <laughs> <laughs> She starts to pump him from root to tip, baby. She licks a bead of pre-cum off the tip and then takes his dick down her throat. With one hand, he squeezed the base of his cock. Do you want me to come in your pussy or down your throat? Because any more and it'd be the latter. In me, I breathed, pride swelling in my chest at bringing him pleasure. I fell back onto the bed and he was above me, hot and heavy. Where, he asked, teasing me when he knew the answer. Here, I brought two fingers down to circle my slit. Pleasurable shivers ran down my spine. I dragged my digits through the wetness and brought them to my mouth, sucking them clean. Fuck, that's hot, he growled, pulling me in for a searing kiss. Kiss. Fuck, that's hot. <laughs> he then starts to finger her as she sends kisses down his neck. Torin thrusts his fingers slowly, teasing me and taking his time. I sucked at his neck, deliberately leaving a hickey. Some possessive side of me wanted to see him marked as mine. He sped up his rhythm, fingers hooking it round and finding a spot inside me that I hadn't known existed. When his fingers kept hitting that spot, oh so right, I gasped as my orgasm crested, washing over me in a haze of pleasure. I moaned as Torin pumped his hand, riding me through my high. That's it. Good girl. Good girl. Daddy Torin. I fisted the bed sheets. Please, I need you. Knowing I was desperate and on the brink, he lined up his cock with my cunt and unhurriedly sunk in, inch by inch. I sucked in a gasp, feeling that perfect stretch. With a mind of his own, my core clenched around him. I moaned Torn's name. Don't stop. He kept going, groaning. You're taking it so well. He pushed until fully seated, fitting as if he was designed for me. Slowly, he dragged his dick in and out, every ridge sliding against my walls in an indescribable way. I keened, high and needy. God, he felt so great. That's right, you're doing a good job. You're so wet for me, Torn praised. I practically preened under him, and that hook I'd seen at the base of his cock rubbed perfectly against my clit as his thrust sped up and he pounded into my cunt. She tells him she loves the way he fucks her, and his dick starts to vibrate, making it even better. I needed his lips, so I captured them with mine, and his hips didn't stutter. My beaded nipples brushed his chest as that feeling rose in me again, the fourth time today. Bliss ran down my spine all the way to my toes. With the scream, I exploded, gushing all over his dick. I might I'd have blacked out for a moment, totally lost in ecstasy. Torrin's thrust became wilder, choppier. He roared his released hot cum filling me. He repeated my name over and over like a prayer and, for a second, I swore his eyes were glowing. He buried his cock one last time and emptied into me, dick still vibrating. I don't know what it is about hot cum, but I'm like, ew. I know. Hot cum. It's like lukewarm and gross. <laughs> they both lay on the mattress together as she stares down at her thighs to see his silver cum. <gasps> silver? Uh -huh. uh, that's pretty cool. He even cool. grabs a warm washcloth and wipes it off her. What a nice Gentleman. boy. What a man. Love that. She asks if she can stay in there tonight, and he says yes. And she swore she could hear him whisper, stay forever before falling asleep. Oh, so sweet. We're back in Torrance POV. He slept better than he has in a long time. No night sweats or nightmares. Maya wakes up and says, good morning, husband. And he says, morning, little wife. He asks her if she's sore and she said she's sore in all the right places. 
She asks him how she knows all the crew members, and he tells her Captain Drax took them all in, and they're all kind of like his little band of misfits. And then she says, so like, last night, wow. And he's like, yeah. (laughs) And she says, you're so different from human men. You have that hook that hits my clit. You're ribbed for my pleasure, and you vibrate. She listed it all out on her fingers. My chest swelled with pride. Like all my toys in one. Toys? I thought I knew what she spoke of, but I wanted to hear her say it. Maya turned bright red. You know, toys for when I want to get off on my own. (laughs) You know. (laughs) You know. She asks him if he knew that his eyes glow when he comes, and he's like, um, no, they don't, and starts to, like, internally panic. He excuses himself and goes into his office and starts to panic, for real. Glowing eyes could only mean one thing. When someone found their soulmate, their eyes would glow. It's been thousands of years since the last recorded case of soulmates. The little I did know about them was from bedtime stories my mother told me as a youngling. Everything made sense now. When she hurt, I hurt, and vice versa. The soul bond. My other half. My one true love. Mine. Wow. He got all that info from one one night one night i mean his eyes were glowing yeah you can't deny that no but he's conflicted maya isn't the same species as him but it made sense it was the reason she was so attracted to him but he feels that she would be better off without him then he hears the captain calmed him so i think like a a beep boop walkie talkie yeah pulling him out of his thoughts and he tells Torin he's found other human females. They're with the Rodinians. He has an old friend, Ronan, who's married to one of the human females and any hope of Maya getting to stay with Torin is now gone. Also, you're going to hear me refer to him as like Cap or Captain Drax or Drax. But that's the captain. The captain had told him earlier in the book, like, I don't think it's a good idea for her to stay with you, but it is your choice. And so that's why he's letting him know now about the Rodinians. Torn thanks him and Drax says, of course, and then they end a call. Torn is very bummed about this and he decides that he will reach out to Ronan because he feels like it's the best thing that he could do for Maya. And now we're back in Maya's POV and she takes a shower and changes into one of Torin's t-shirts while he's in the other room. She uses the fabricator to make a handful of those little chocolates she had earlier. Torin walks back into the room and Maya can tell something's off. She asks him what's wrong and he says it's nothing. She asks him if he regrets the marriage and he says, no, not at all. And he asks if she regrets it. And she says, no, we did it to save me. And he said, yes, to save you. And she steps closer to him and begs him to tell her what's wrong. We got married to protect you from your captors. That is all. A marriage in name only. Yup. I force false cheeriness into my tone and sex with no feelings involved, enjoying all the benefits of marriage, just like Killian said. Precisely. The only reason you want to touch me is because you're my mate. Anyone else would be disgusted by my scars. He waved a hand at his face and his red tattoos. Those were scars, but I didn't follow what he meant. What do you mean, mate? My mate. My stars were designed for one another. I only knew when you told me my eyes glowed. That only happens with mates. I didn't understand. Like some biological imperative for us to like each other, he bowed his head indeed something like that that hurt that stung more than i should have allowed it so that's what we are to each other my voice tightened with every word perfect fuck buddies he winced at my crude language but answered yes that's all Torin. i know Torin. she says so we can have sex right now and feel nothing and she pushes him on the bed and he says just sex and his cock is hard she then pulls up her shirt bearing her cunt and Torin tells her touch herself so she does i must have made some noise because his eyes turned molten yeah you like that the words were rough guttural i slid two fingers into my cunt the sound wet and obscene i moaned pleasure shooting up my spine a third digit joined my other hand going to my sensitive bud biological attraction but my fingers weren't thick enough they weren't right they weren't his i whined (laughs) me all my thin little dainty fingers (laughs) Torin tells her to come for him and so she works her clit faster and then he tells her to stop and says that's a good girl and she's like oh you want to play dirty she then crawls up his body and takes his pants off and starts to pump his dick using the wetness from her vagina (laughs) not the vagina the vagina (laughs) but then she stops and smiles at him and then she positions herself 
to get on his dick. On that dick. dick. I savored each staggering inch, stretching my sore muscles in the way I craved. His rib dick dragged against the throbbing between my legs. Just fucking right, I said, breathless. Torn filled every inch of me so well. Even though I was on top of him, in his lap, he maintained full control with his hands on my hips, his cock thrusting up his gaze darkened. I'm gonna take you hard and fast, he growled as he bottomed out in me. Fuck you until you can't remember your own name. I met his gaze. Make me come. Make me come. Prove it. Prove it. Prove it. Talk about it. Be about it. Do it, bitch. He starts to fuck her harder and faster and they come together. After sex, they're laying there and she asks, you're telling me you feel nothing. This is just sex. And he says, I don't feel anything for you. And she shoves <gasps> off the bed, putting her shirt back on and leaves the room crying. He's lying. You I'm liar. Torin. We're back in Torin's POV and he feels bad. And he can feel her pain because they're mates, so he can feel like her sadness. But he feels like he's doing what's best for her. I checked my comm with the Rodinian, Ronin. They were stopping to refuel at the same service planet as us on Ebroxin. She could go with them then, be with another human woman and honorable males. Rodinians were known throughout the Alliance as a respectable race with an elite warrior force. She'd be happy and safe with them. She doesn't want a Rodinian. She wants Torin. Torin. Cap pinged his comm to let him know they're landing in a Broxton to fuel up. He then showers and goes to meet the others in the hangar. Maya was standing next to Killian laughing, also wearing Killian's clothes. And this pissed Torrin off. She tells him Killian actually gave her clothes to wear because she needed something of her own. And then Torrin feels shame and that he should have been the one to provide that for her. And the rest of the crew disperse to give them their privacy. You know, my ex-boyfriend turned me over to the insect men in exchange for new technology for his company. I was standing on the porch of Samuel's lake house and the insect men came for me. Samuel even admitted to it all, right there and then. It wasn't like I could tell the police. The insect men took me without any chance of escape. Next thing I knew, I was in that prison with the alien females. Rage made my blood boil. He what? Samuel's company was going under, and he got this offer. Trade human women for new technology. I guess I was the easiest to hand over. I trusted him, after all. He made me feel small, unimportant, undervalued. She squared her shoulders, the same fiery female I'd seen at the auction. And I won't stand for that again, Torin. I won't be strung along and betrayed. She pressed her little hands against my chest. So tell me you don't want me. I don't believe you don't feel anything. Yeah, don't lie, buddy. And he tells her what he's been holding in. My entire team died and it was my fault. I continued replaying the events that had tormented me. I was a commander in the Cinder military. I trusted intel from a source that I shouldn't have. We were ambushed and my team was slaughtered and I was the only survivor. I should have known what was going to happen and prevented it. I can't trust my own judgment. I gripped her shoulders. So it doesn't matter if I want you more than life itself. You'll be safer with the Rodinians. That was only one time. I know. Also, she didn't know about the Rodinians. She freezes Mm. and is like, what? And he tells her she will be safer there and that there are other female humans and Maya is pissed. Maya crossed her arms. You don't care about what I feel? She scoffed before I could answer. Right. It doesn't matter what I feel. None of it's real, right? Just that biological mate thing. And Maya tells him goodbye and leaves to go find Ronan and the Rodinians. We're back in Maya's POV and she's walking down the sidewalk looking for port 67 where Torin said Ronan would be. But then all of a sudden she was pulled into an alley with a hand covering her mouth and an arm around her waist. She was kicking and biting and hitting her attacker when he threw her on the ground and she was able to finally look at him. It was Dukix. She asks him why he's doing this. Your price has gone up considerably. Human females are a hot commodity. I'm going to get more than enough credits from handing you over. Enough that'll be able to disappear to a pleasure planet. He brandished his brother's cattle prod, crouching to breathe in my face. Carver killed my brother. What better way to get revenge than to take his lover? But Torin married me. I'm his wife. I'm a citizen of the Intergalactic Alliance. You can't take me. That's what Lorian had said. Our marriage made me a citizen of the Intergalactic Alliance and was safe with all the protections that afforded. I don't answer to the Intergalactic Alliance. I answer to the Empire, and they don't care that you're a citizen. (gasps) What's the Empire? Yeah, what the hell? It doesn't go into depth about what the empire is but i know it it's different than the intergalactic alliance like it's bad i think they're like villains essentially Mm. evil evil 
And then he tells her, Dukix, he tells her, I intercepted his comms. He thinks you're safe and sounded with the Rodinians. Nobody's coming for you. <gasps> no. And then she passes out. We're back in Torrance POV and he is absolutely heartbroken. He's so torn with feeling like he didn't do the right thing. He wants to talk to Cap, who is already coming to talk with him. And Drax tells him he was wrong. He shouldn't have told him that Maya was better off without him. Maya should be with him. That he's a good male and he needs to forgive himself. And Torrin admits to him that Maya is his soulmate. And Cap is like, whoa, what? I thought what? I thought that was just a myth. And Torin tells him, no, like, it's true. My eyes were glowing. And Torin asks for his help getting her back. And he says, of course, and asks where she is. I sighed. She's already left to go see the Rodinians. This would make things harder. If they departed the planet, we'd have to follow them. I was hopeful Cap would make the detour. His gaze turned to concern. What do you mean? I was at their craft visiting Ronin, and she's not there. My stomach dropped. Maya never made it to their ship. Suddenly, my head ached, and it wasn't my pain. It was my mates. My whole body tensed. Stars. Maya was hurt. Where the fuck was my wife? <gasps> No! We're back in Maya's POV and she's chained to a wall in a dark metal room with blood-stained floors. She uses this time to think about Torin and maybe she was wrong. Torn wasn't like Samuel. He cared for me, protected me, killed for me. He wasn't violent without reason. Thinking back, Dukic's younger brother had been brandishing his cattle prod, threatening me. It wasn't like Torn killed an unarmed innocent male. He killed the male who'd hurt me and wanted to harm me again. Torn was worthy of my loyalty, of my love. I loved him and I ran away. Now I might never get the chance to tell him how I feel because I was too scared. Tears burned behind my eyes. She's using love real quick. I know she is. Dukix comes into the room and says, aw, the bitch is crying, and tells her he will give her a real reason to cry. She says, you're going to sell me to the Empire, so you can't kill me. I'm too valuable. And he says, doesn't mean I can't have some fun with you, and licks his Ew. lips. He then leans in and goes to choke her when she bites his ear off. Jesus Christ. Like she even, she like bites it off and spits it out. Ew. And he lets go of her crying out. He tells her, you're going to pay for that, you bitch. And she says, fuck you. And then the door bursts open. And who is it? It's Torin. And he says, keep your hands off my wife. And Dukix and Torin begin to tussle. How did your father know my name? Torin threw a punch. Dukix evaded him. Something you don't know? Pity. Tell me, Torin ground out as he stepped back, avoiding Dukic's kick. Dukic sneered. Fathers in the Intergalactic Alliance. All he had to do was use your face to pull your military records when you bought the female. Torin then twists Dukic into a chokehold and snaps his neck, killing him. <gasps> Die. Die, bitch. Torin then goes to Maya and unchains her and tells her how sorry he is. And she's like, no, you saved me. And he tells her if he would have just walked her there himself. And she cuts him off and said, there's no way you would have known about Dukix. And he says, she's right. And tells her he got a fake message saying she was with the Rodinians. She asked how he found her. And he said, Cap made them all put trackers in their clothes. So since she was wearing Killian's clothes, she had a tracker on her. Ooh. What are the odds? Torin lifted my chin with two fingers forcing me to look him in the eye maya i let you believe the mate bond was some biological imperative but it's not it's been thousands of years since the last recorded case of soulmates you are my soulmate my other half we're connected in so many ways like is your forearm hurting right now yes i stared down at my unblemished arm although i don't remember injuring it it might have been from when i was unconscious though dukix wasn't the most accommodating host i'd kill him again if i could torn seethed before refocusing on me no your arm hurts because mine does i was hit with a shock stick here he held out his forearm showing his reddened skin <gasps> whoa he then tells her he wanted her before he found out about the mate bond and that he is hers and she tells him she is his and they get the fuck out of there i love you Torrin said from his spot on the bed tangled in the sheets i returned to the ship exactly one week ago after he killed dukix we've spent most of our time locked away in his room christening every surface i love you were Torrin's three new favorite words and i couldn't say i was tired of him saying it she says she loves him too but they need to go meet anya and ronin and they are already running late anya is ronin's human wife 
Okay. It was nice to speak to another human, and it was also nice to hear how the Rodinians were combating the growing rebel empire. So far, nobody could figure out a safe way to get us back to Earth, but I didn't want to go back. The life I was building here with Torin was better than anything I had back on Earth. They're going out to meet them at an upscale restaurant for dinner. She even had Lorian help fabricate her a red dress that hugged her in all the right places. She asked Torin to help her zip her dress, and he growls, you look gorgeous. I need to have you and she's like no we don't have time and he's like yes we do we're gonna be late i fell onto the mattress as he kissed me our lips locked together i folded my legs around his waist hiking up my dress he trailed little pecks of kisses down my neck paying special attention to the sensitive skin on my throat my core grew soaking and tight with every touch stop teasing me i moaned stop teasing me she begged for him to touch her he dragged two fingers through my wet curls slickening his (laughs) fingers before finding my clit knowing precisely how to set me aflame he circled my sensitive bud and dipped two fingers into my core can i mark you torn asked voice rough Last night, in the middle of who knows which of sex round, Torn told me that cinder couples bit each other's necks to show their commitment to one another. Yes, I wanted his mark on me. My hands fisted his hair as he bent to take me. His tongue flicked my clit expertly while his hand thrust in and out of me at a steady rhythm. He sucked on my clit with a single-minded focus, and I came embarrassingly fast, calling out his name as my legs shook and my heart raced. He rode me through my climax, guiding me to bliss. Just like that, good girl. Sexy. And she's curly down there. She is. Her yeah, curls. I don't like the wet curls. <laughs> she's got some wet curls. She, she's hella soaked down there. He kissed all the way up her body, stopping at her neck. He sunk his fangs into her neck and the pain turning into pleasure, making it the strongest orgasm she had ever experienced. She then got on top of him and pulled his hard, pulsing cock out of his boxers. Boxers. <laughs> Tell me that you're mine. I watched him through my eyelashes as my hand dragged up and down his cock with just the right amount of pressure to drive him crazy. I couldn't bite him with my dull teeth, but I wasn't any less possessive of him. I'm yours always, he said between pants. I swirled my tongue around the crimson tip of his dick and he hissed with pleasure. He rocked his hips forward and I used the flat of my tongue to taste his pre-cum. Musky, bitter, and all torrent. Ew, musky and bitter. <laughs> bitter. Eat some pineapple, Torin. <laughs> I know. He comes in her mouth and he tells her she's amazing. And she says, I know. And then tells her to get his booty in the shower. And she fixes her hair up and puts on lipstick and hears the shower shut off. The bathroom door opened. Ready? I asked, placing the pouch in the clutch and rummaging through it to ensure I had everything. Ready. I turned around to find Torin on one knee, holding out a gold ring with a blood red gem, the same shade as his eyes. I dropped the clutch and gasped, hands flashing up to cover my gaping mouth. I'm ready to spend eternity with you. Aww. Dang. I know. Will you marry me, Maya Noreen, the human way? I rushed over, dropping to my knees and kissing him. I pulled back, love swelling my heart completely. Yes, Torin Carver, I'd marry you every time, the alien way or the human way. Oh, they're so in love. All the kisses. We are now in Torin's POV and it's their wedding day. Oh my God. They're discussing like wedding traditions and myths. She said that nobody's going to object because he was like, that's the most terrible tradition ever. And she was like, don't worry, that's not going to happen. That like never happens. No. Could you imagine if that happened? shit. My wedding dress. (laughs) I literally be like, what are you? No. Stop. (laughs) Sit back down. Sit down. (laughs) And then Maya tells him that she needs to get dressed, so he needs to leave. Torn finds Killian, and he's finishing setting up the cake. It's just those little chocolate desserts in a pile, like in three tiers. But that's, it's cute. (laughs) It is cute. And then also Killian will be the one to walk Maya down the aisle. Oh. He leaves Killian and Torin goes to Cap's room. Cap rushes over to him with his hands shaking. It's Draug. I think we have a lead on where he is. Cap's voice faltered. Thank the stars. We'd been looking for him for over a year. I grabbed Drac's hand and tugged him into a hug. He froze with shock, but he wrapped his arms around me too. I held him tight. We're gonna get him back, Drax. 
He pulled away. I know we are. Thank you for finding out he was on the gladiatorial circuit. That truly helped. And I wouldn't have gotten Maya back without you. Drax shook out his hands. Enough about that. Today is a good day and meant for you and Maya. Before we knew it, we were in the empty hangar we'd converted for the ceremony. Flora and Fauna lined the walkway. Lorian almost accidentally brought a carnivorous flower, but Cap nipped that in the bud as the humans back on Maya's planet, I-Earth would say, we're just supposed to be Earth. <laughs> I-Earth. I-Earth. We kept the ceremony small with only the team, my mother, Ronan, and Anaya. Maya walks in and she is hot, hot, hot. Quite the vision in her white dress. They say their I do's and they are married. Oh. And now we're in the epilogue and we're also in Torin's POV. Ronan and Anaya let them borrow their ship. The ship will be taking them to Sind for their honeymoon. He takes her to the bedroom and helps her out of her dress. The delicious scent of earthly honey and warm vanilla invaded my senses, making me forget how to use my fingers properly. My dick hardened in my pants. I accidentally tore off a button in my attempt to undo it. This was taking too long. I ripped the dress open, buttons popping off. The gown pulled onto the ground, revealing ruby red silk lingerie. I growled. She knew how to tempt me. I imagined that ruby bra on her breasts while she bounced on my cock, pink lips open in pleasure. I dropped my ceremonial cloak to the floor, desperate for her skin to touch mine. Which pink lips? Uh, which ones? Maya then undresses him and yanks him in for a kiss. Her underwear was ruined, soaked through, all for me. I ripped them away, the slip of fabric joining her bra on the floor. Her gorgeous pussy was on display for me, glistening with her arousal. She writhed, wanting more right away, but I needed this slow. I wanted to remember every moment. A moan escaped her as I slid a thick finger into her slit. She clenched around me, hot and needy. I fingered her, watching her face contort with pleasure. My cock ached to dip into her slit. Tell me this pussy is all mine, I growled, a second finger joining my first. All yours, Torin, she gasped as my thumb flicked her clit. Everything yours. Everything yours. Everything. With a growl, my restraint broke as I ducked my head and replaced my fingers with my tongue. I dipped into her sweet slit, tasting her desire. Don't like that. (laughs) It'd be criminal to let a drop go to waste. My slick fingers toyed with her clit as my tongue fucked her. She gripped the sheets, breaths coming in soft gasps, and I realized I could spend ages worshipping her with my head between her thighs. Fuck, don't stop. Maya clenched a fistful of my hair and arched her back off the bed. Bite me, please, Torn, she begged. Brown eyes hot on me. I want to feel you. I want it all. Who was I to deny my wife? The end. Wow. I liked it. You liked it? Yeah. Yeah. How many red pepper emojis? Three. I'd give it three and a half. Yeah. Okay. I feel like this particular story, cool for a novella, because I feel like you don't really see any, like, alien novellas, really. Yeah. Yeah. But I would have liked to know more of, like, the world building and the plot. But I'm assuming there's going to be more since they, like, still have conflict that hasn't been resolved. Right. Yep. And she is already making another book, which I think is, is, like, a werewolf alien oh yeah remember the son is a wolf man yeah so maybe that's his book see okay Ooh. okay okay and do you guys think Torrin's hot he sounds pretty sexy he does sound hot i'm into it yeah yeah hot dude hot alien <laughs> vampire <laughs> yeah all right oh. it was like a fun little read thanks ro sing all right well if you liked this episode make sure you rate review and subscribe Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Smut Up and Listen Podcast and on TikTok at Smut Up and Listen. Tell your friends, but not your mom. And we'll see you later, you horny little rats. Bye.